Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Yabba dabba doo. It's Friday night in the NHL early in the second period. The Capitals lead the Devils 2 0. Ovechkin with his 16th. Backstrom with his 13th. Just about to get underway. It's the Blues and the Ducks later on tonight in Calgary. The Flames meet the Winnipeg Jets. And also a late one this evening, San Jose at Arizona. Western Hockey League action tonight. The Edmonton Oil Kings 7-0 on the season. In about an hour, they'll be taking on the Calgary Hitmen, who are 4-3-1. The Oilers farm team in action tonight. The Bakersfield Condors 11-6-1 on their season. will meet the San Diego Gulls, who are 11-10. NBA tonight, it is Phoenix leading the Raptors 32-28, about a minute and a half into the second quarter. can also tell you from the NCAA hockey tournament in the first round, Oilers first round pick Dylan Holloway eliminated. Wisconsin losing to Bemidji State 6-3. Holloway with one assist in that game, so I think the most likely scenario now is that uh, Holloway signs an AHL contract and joins the Bakersfield Condors, but we'll see how that plays out. There was a trade in the NHL today, a player who was eh, briefly associated with the Edmonton Oilers in a rumor a couple of weeks ago. Eric Stahl goes to the Montreal Canadiens. Buffalo gets a third rounder and a fifth rounder in 2021. And the Oilers are finally back at it tomorrow. The original plan was that they were going to play tonight and they would have played two days ago and they would have played back on Monday as well. You know the story, those three games wiped out by a couple of Montreal players going into COVID protocol. So it is Edmonton at Toronto tomorrow. And, of course, uh, we have it for you right here on 6.30. Chad, the face-off show is going to be at 3.30. The puck is going to drop at 5. And the last time these two teams met, it was that three-game series late February, early March at Rogers Place, and the Leafs just took it to the Oilers. They won all three. 13-1 was the goal differential. Chris Russell, defenseman for the Oilers, was asked today, so does that put any doubt in your mind about how you match up against the Leafs? No, I wouldn't say doubt. Um, we've played and beat this team before, so it's, uh, you know, obviously, like I said earlier, the way those three games went last time, it's not something that sits well with us, but at the same time, we're a confident group in the way our team plays, and uh, even when we play the right way, we feel like we can beat anyone. Well, I, I will say this. I just said it to Jay Lynn. Those ones obviously stung the Oilers. The, they know they didn't play well enough. They know the Leafs played very well. But I don't think they're going to come out three weeks later and still be rattled by those games. And, and if they are, that says something about the team. But I don't think that's going to be the situation. Now, of course, the Oilers need to have some games rescheduled. Uh, we've seen uh, a lot of teams been be affected by COVID and having players going into the COVID protocol. To discuss that and a few other relevant topics tonight, we're pleased to welcome to Inside Sports the Deputy Commissioner of the NHL. It's Bill Daly. Bill, welcome to the 630 Chet Airwaves. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well, thank you. And you? I'm doing great, and I appreciate you taking the time to talk to Oil Country tonight. And uh, let's start with a couple Oilers-related stories. Obviously, the uh, the games in Montreal weren't played, 
Can you let us know uh, when we might learn uh, when these games will ma- uh, be made up and, and could we see several adjustments to the Oilers schedule uh, as a result of what didn't happen this week? Yeah, we've uh, we've already worked out uh, the schedule adjustments and, and they, uh, to your second point, are, are multiple. Um, we are waiting to announce those adjustments to see, uh, to ensure the the health situation in Montreal and, and um, you know, the, the hope that they can resume their games early next week uh, as opposed to more time uh, in quarantine. So uh, we've got a couple more days of testing. Um, I would suspect uh, pot- potentially over the weekend um, announcing uh, schedule adjustments. Okay. Um, and I know you don't want to go too far into May, but might there be some games for the Oilers here going after their current May 8th end date? Uh, th- there might be. Okay. <laughs> uh, true enough. I mean, we've we've had to reschedule, you know, for a number of, of different team shutdowns. Um, our schedule maker, Steve Hatsapetros, and his staff have done a remarkable job uh, in moving games around uh, and being able to avoid uh, kind of a lot of leakage into uh, what we call our buffer week. Um, I would anticipate, I, I think we're using a couple of days. Uh, I, I, the uh, regular season schedule was uh, originally supposed to end on May 8th. Uh, I think with the adjustments we're currently contemplating, uh, there might be uh, uh, two games as late as uh, uh, as May 11th. Um, uh, so that's that's kind of the scenario we're working with currently. Okay, the the COVID situation, the NHLs had to roll roll with it. The teams have had to roll with it. I mean, one thing I know that's come up this week. Two Montreal Canadiens went on the COVID protocol list. The games weren't played. I think, uh, for example, Anaheim, I believe, had four players on, but but they kept playing. How How is it determined? Um, you know, I know it's more than just the number of players, so I'm hoping you can shed a little light on, on everybody, how it's determined when games go ahead and when they might need to be put off. Yeah, it's always a case-by-case analysis, um, and it's based primarily on the facts and circumstances related uh, to the positive tests. Um, and, and the, you know, the ba- baseline question for uh, shutdown or no shutdown is, is are, are the circumstances such uh, that there is a material risk of team outbreak? Um, when uh, the circumstances uh, suggest there's a risk of team outbreak, uh, we take a more conservative approach. Uh, where uh, a COVID test or even multiple COVID tests are more isolated and contact tracing shows that there's really not uh, been broad exposure um, to uh, the team, uh, then uh, the situation uh, and approach is different. Um, so that's, that's kind of uh, uh, how we've done it. We've obviously, uh, you know, the primary decision makers in these cases are, are medical experts. Um, our chief medical officer, Dr. Winnem Awissa, uh, our infectious disease specialist. We have a couple of them on staff. We work with the clubs involved uh, and their medical people um, in making these decisions as well. And obviously the Players Association is involved uh, uh, and their medical experts as well. So it's, uh, it's a process. Um, I, I think it's worked well to this point. We're, we're pleased uh, with uh, kind of where we are and, and how far we've come. Um, and, uh, you know, we're not taking anything for granted. 
uh, you know, we still have 40% of the season to play and, and an entire playoffs. So there's, uh, there's a lot of work ahead of us. Well, and, and along those lines, uh, the, the quarantine period, 14 days, now going to be seven. Does that ease some of the, the stress or worry as we move towards uh, the, the playoffs and the trade deadline for the National Hockey League? Or are you sort of still day by day with how that plays out? Yeah, I mean, look, the, the, the rules are what they are um, uh, in Canada. We accept that. Um, uh, and in various U.S. jurisdictions, there are, there are strict markets and, and there are uh, less strict markets. And, and a lot of that's based on, you know, the state of COVID in particular markets. So uh, we understand it. As, as you said, we kind of have to roll with the punches to a certain extent. We have to abide by the rules that are applicable to us. Um, so, um, you know, we have not received the official notification from, from the Canadian government that this uh, adjustment uh, or national interest exemption uh, has been granted, but we obviously have heard um, that that is likely to be the case. So we'll wait and we'll see when we get that. And obviously any, any little bit of help there for our Canadian clubs, uh, I know they appreciate. Um, and I, I think what's most important for uh, your listeners to know is uh, we, we already have a fairly robust uh, set of, of health and safety protocols. Um, and they're health and safety protocols that most Canadians and most Americans uh, don't have uh, necessary access to. So this is a, uh, by all, you know, for all intents and purposes, kind of a healthy, uh, a healthy population. And that, that's... Uh, you know, and, and, and we work hard to keep it that way. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we don't uh, believe we add material risk to the health of, of the general Canadian population. Um, and, you know, that, that was the, the process of getting um, the relevant Canadian authorities to agree with that uh, point of view. Okay. And uh, ho hopefully we have. Bill Daly, Deputy Commissioner of the NHL, joining us tonight on 630 Chet. Bill, thanks thanks for your time. Just a couple more for you here. Um, the, the North Division, I mean, look, it's it's been all Canadian. I, I don't know if there's an appetite for uh, 9 and 10 matchups between each team this season, but is there an openness in the NHL to increase maybe the number of Edmonton to Toronto, Toronto matchups, for example, in the future from two to three or four, or some of those cross-divisional uh, matchups? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would be foolish to say there's not an openness because we obviously evaluate those things, you know, every year um, uh, and, and what is kind of the best formula uh, for a schedule matrix. What you have to what you have to know to make those changes is where you're getting the games from. Uh, you know, if you're not increasing uh, the length of the regular season schedule, um, you know, which games are you reducing to, uh, to accommodate an increase in the number of East West uh, matchups. And, and uh, you know, there, there are certainly ways to do it. And it is something uh, I think the commissioner has been very public on. We're, we're, we're willing to consider and open to considering. So, um, you know, let, let's get to the end of the season, see see where we are, and, and uh, you know, we'll be in a position, a better position to evaluate that question and make those decisions. Okay, and I'm going to throw one more at you because there were some changes to the to the draft lottery earlier this week, Bill, which has been tweaked over the years. It, the Oilers used to be heavily involved in the in the lottery. We hope that's not going to be the case. Uh, <laughs> 
case this year, but I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw one at you here. I'm sure you'll, you'll, uh, you, you might have a chuckle, but it is a le- legitimate question that a listener texted into my show uh, the day of the draft lottery news, and he said, Reed, if, if, if the NHL had, keeps having to tweak the draft lottery because teams don't like it, why don't they just get rid of it? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if you want to answer that directly, but I'm sure you understand the, the sentiment and maybe why some fans might bring that up. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough issue for sure, um, and it's a tough issue to build consensus among the clubs because uh, because um, you know it, it it as much as we ask clubs to kind of put their league hat on and view it from a league perspective, um, you know it's uh, understandable that it's difficult to do that. So you you view it through your own perspective and your own team's perspective. And that makes it, that makes it difficult because, you know, we have 31 teams soon to be 32 and they each have different um, kind of team perspectives. Uh, So it's, it's a difficult issue. I don't disagree that um, uh, constant tweaking is not something we look generally look to do either uh, uh, in the draft lottery or any other rule. Um, so, uh, I don't foresee us ever going back to just pure ranking because there's a, there's a reason the draft lottery is in place. There are reasons that the changes were made, um, both originally and most recently. So, um, you know, they, they have to be, uh, based on, um, experience and Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And, and are they accomplishing, are those rules accomplishing what, what we need them and want them to accomplish? And, and that's kind of how we uh, judge it uh, on a year-to-year basis. Okay. Well, Bill, we appreciate your time. Uh, we know it's busy for you, so thanks for fitting us in on 6.30, Chet. We look forward to the uh, Oilers' updated schedule and all the best the rest of the way this year for the NHL. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me. That is Bill Daly, the Deputy Commissioner of the National Hockey League. So some good material in there. And, and the answer to the first question, that's a pressing story for a lot of Oilers fans. What's going to happen with these games that they missed against the Canadians? So as he did say, there will be multiple adjustments to the Oilers schedule. So I don't think it's going to be just sticking in the three games against Montreal. I think other games will be moved around. And I do think now we can expect the Oilers to play a game or two after what is currently their final scheduled game on Friday, May 7th. Some of the highlights from that interview. It is 20 after six inside sports on Chet back in a couple of minutes. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Good chat with Bill Daly, Deputy Commissioner of the NHL. We're going to have Josh Archibald one-on-one in the next half hour of the show. Forward for your Edmonton Oilers as they get set to play in Toronto tomorrow. Finally, I came for the Oilers. I know everybody's been waiting a long, long time. Everybody's also been waiting for 
some sort of uh, decision by Oscar Clefbaum. And uh, we did find out a couple of weeks ago he was uh, going to have shoulder surgery, and he has had the surgery in Cleveland. Dave Tippett was asked for an update on that today. I haven't heard uh, prognosis. I heard everything went very well and uh, in good spirits. So we'll just kind of monitor as it goes on here. It's going to be, I think there's a lengthy rehab that goes with it. So, uh, you know, as that goes on, you'll probably get some updates uh, as he moves forward. Well, and obviously we've known the uh, surgery bothering Clefbaum for quite a while. He did do a media availability, uh, heck, what, about two and a half months ago now, where he certainly sounded um, very concerned about not just his uh, hockey future, but his future sort of just living a pain-free, comfortable life as a human being. So he has got the surgery. I mean, look, I know the focus is on this season and the Oilers trying to nail down a playoff spot and then see what they can do in the playoffs. But Training camp for next year is less than six months away. And if Oscar Kleffbaum just had that surgery yesterday, uh, I'm not, uh, I really don't think he's going to be ready for that uh, training camp. So that's going to affect some decisions with perhaps some other players here as uh, we move into the off season, but just keep that in the back of your mind at the forefront, the showdown with the Maple Leafs, Josh Archibald. will talk about that. He'll let you know, some things the team did to keep busy when they had all those days in Montreal without playing, and we'll talk about his season as well. Archibald, definitely one of the most reliable and versatile members of your Edmonton Oilers. You can get in touch on the CertainTeed hotline. It's 780-496-0063. CertainTeed, professional-grade building materials. Back after the news and weather. Defeated Edmonton Oil Kings. They're 7-0. We'll drop the puck against the Calgary Hitmen in about half an hour. The Hitmen coming into that game with a record of 4-3-1. In the NHL tonight, we have a game in the North Division. It doesn't start until 8. It's between the Jets and the Flames. Now, the Jets right up there at the top of the, the division with Toronto and Edmonton. Right now, it's the Leafs with 44 points. Toronto, or pardon me, uh, Winnipeg with 42. Edmonton with 42 the Leafs and Jets do have a game in hand on the Oilers. Calgary in a tough spot here. Uh, they are sixth in points, fifth in points percentage, 15, 16, and three on the season. They can't afford uh, many more losses, and they have lost their last three. So they get going in about 90 minutes against Winnipeg. Also a late game, the Sharks and the Coyotes. Seven minutes left in the first period in St. Louis. No score between the Ducks and the Blues. And late in the second period, the Capitals up 2 nothing on the Devils. Ovechkin and Backstrom have the goals in that game. Capitals looking good, of course, 21-7-4 and on the season. In the American Hockey League, it's going to be Bakersfield against San Diego. That one starts a little bit later on as well. Bakersfield started 0-5. They're now 11-6-1. They got uh, Marodi up there in scoring. They got Benson and McLeod looking good. Stuart Skinner has been excellent in goal. Pretty good story for the Bakersfield Condors. NBA tonight, now at the half. Phoenix leading the Raptors 53-51. 53-51 Suns leading the Raptors at the half. Reversed over to Devin Shore, left wing. He'll hit the line. Rashad tipped home. What a beautiful play. On the drive-by, an amazing tip. Upstairs, and Edmonton draws within 3-2. Josh Archibald's fifth of the season for Cahoon, and he'll shoot it ahead. Archibald walks in, scores. Beat Riddick. 
stick glove side with a wrister right inside the right goal post. Couple of goals this season by a player who's become a pretty versatile and trusted member of your Edmonton Oilers. He joins us now on Inside Sports, right winger Josh Archibald. Josh, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm not too bad, thanks. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I appreciate you taking the time to join us tonight. Man, oh man, what a week. (laughs) It's been a week, that's for sure. Let's go all the way back to Monday. Tell me about getting ready for that game and then finding out that it wasn't going to be played. You know, everything uh, everything was going normal. Uh, you know, just getting ready for the game. Actually, I shower before I uh, get ready for warm-ups. So I was uh, just getting out of the shower, about to uh, get my equipment on and start getting ready. You know, we had some guys that were half ready already, just sitting there. And uh, when Coach Tip came in and uh, kind of gave us a no-go, it was kind of a big shock for us. Uh, we didn't really, we didn't really think it was real at first. We're like, what? He's got, he's got to be joking with us. Like something's going on. And, uh, you know, sure enough, uh, they canceled the game and we were kind of in limbo for a while. You know, we were hoping we could play Wednesday, Friday, but you know, as things turn out, it's a little worse than expected. And we had a little vacation in Montreal. So. Well, and usually a vacation in Montreal would be pretty cool, but uh, think things are pretty different. So tell me how everybody stayed busy and kept uh, the mind and the body occupied when you weren't at practice. Uh, I think it was a it was a good team bonding trip for us. Um, you know, we had we had the team meal room and another little room that uh, you know we could uh, hang out in and be together in. But uh, you know, it's it's definitely weird. You know wish we were closer to home so we could have been home and been with our families and everything. But, you know, at the same time, I think it was a well-needed trip. We didn't get to do a a team bonding trip begin the year. So, you know, guys kind of looked at it as a little team bonding for us. Yeah. And how were the practices? And I asked that in the context of that one of the challenges of this year is that there's not a lot of practice time. And then all of a sudden, wow, you only have practice time. So how did the coaches and the players navigate that? Yeah, it was, it was definitely nice and needed, but you know, at at the same time, uh, our Tuesday practice, we were still hoping we were playing on Wednesday. So, uh, it was a, you know, a shorter, quicker up-tempo practice. And then, you know, Wednesday gets canceled and we're like, okay, you know, we still have a chance of playing Friday. So our Thursday practice, it was a shorter practice too. And, uh, you know, we didn't get a, a really long, you know, hard, hard work day in, but at the same time, we had quick up-tempo practices and, you know, kept our legs under us, kept things going. And, you, you know, we, we got some work in, which was good too. All right. Josh Archibald from the Edmonton Oilers joining us tonight on Inside Sports. They're getting ready to take on Toronto tomorrow and Monday. And look, let's talk about the Maple Leafs angle. You, Winnipeg, and the Leafs competing for the top of the division. Well, I'll start there with the standings aspect. Fans and media look at the standings every day and, oh, this team plays this team. Oh, that could be two points. That, that, like, do you guys do that? Do you, do you, how much attention do you, pl- do you pay to the actual race and going for first place and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, it's, you know, it's a weird year, especially every game is so meaningful, you know, basically four point games every time we play, you know, you gain two, you lose two, you know, it, it, it can go both ways. So uh, you, you definitely look at the standings, but at the same time, um, you know, you just, you got to basically 
worry about yourself. You know, you, you got to go out, you got to win games. You got to get, get as many wins as we can and, you know, to keep pushing forward. Obviously the ultimate goal is to, you know, get first push through the push through the playoffs and, you know, get to that Stanley cup finals and eventually hoist the cup. But, you know, right now we're just running it one game at a time and it's a log jam for sure right now. So, you know, we got to take these games real serious, like every other night, and you know, just roll things. All right. And look, the, the last time you guys played the Leafs, obviously it wasn't a good three game set for you guys. You were only able to score a goal. Again, that's a storyline for guys like me. Do you guys like? Do you guys even refer to those games, or are they already completely washed away? Yeah, I think for us, uh, you know, we, we got to look past those games. Uh, you know, Toronto was playing really well. Uh, we were not. Uh, they, you know, they were just the better team all three games, to be completely honest. And I think we knew that. Um, but uh, it's a new day. And we got to push past those games. Obviously, it's in the back of our mind, but at the same time, you got to have a short memory. And I think if we go out and play our game and do how we, you know, play how we normally play, I think uh, I think we'll be just fine. Okay. Well, and let, let's get into that a little bit because I, I think there have really been some big strides in the Oilers game this season. And I know that you know we talk a lot about that three and six start and how you guys recovered from it. But I sensed, and correct me if I'm wrong. But I, I sense that the team was never panicking. I'm not saying that they were happy or complacent, but I, I sense that you guys knew there were some good things in place and some structure in place that was eventually going to pay off. Yeah, I think that's the main thing. Uh, nobody really panicked. And, you know, we, we kind of gave away some games at the start of the year. You know, we uh, were up and let teams come back or, you know, we battled back and then let them score one late. So, uh, you know, we were moving in the right direction. But at the same point, uh, I think once we really got dialed in, you know, got our systems down, um, I think that was a big turning point for us. And I think that's that was another thing. You know, we didn't let just set the bridge on fire and let it burn. You know, we, we put it out real fast and we kept pushing. And, uh, you know, we're, we put ourselves in a good position right now to make playoffs. So that's uh, that's what we're working for right now. Yeah. Well, and the, the goals against have, have really come down, especially, you know, basically, again, after the, those first 10 or 11 games, that sort of coincides with Mike coming back and both he and Miko have excellent save percentages since then. But I, I was hoping you can kind of just talk a couple keys for you uh, that, that you think or why that the Oilers have, you're, I mean, you're, alone, you're only allowing around two and a quarter per game over both the last 25 so where does that defensive success start yeah i think uh, i think smitty's a, a big part of that him coming back obviously miko was uh every single night at the start of the year um but you know he kept us in games and he did really well but at the same time um you know i think we just started to uh play more as a team if you look at our games early on it was uh kind of little summer hockey run and gun we were giving up uh, a lot of grade a chances to other teams and lately uh, Tip Scott is pretty dialed in and we're, um, you know, we're not giving up those chances and when we're getting our chances, we're scoring. So, uh, you know, at the same time, we're playing playoff playoff style hockey right now. That's kind of, you know, how you would describe it. Um, low scoring games, hard checking, hard battle games. So, uh, I think those are a lot more fun than, you know, like an eight, seven win, obviously you're scoring lots of goals and the fans love it, but at the same time, uh, you know, you, you just, you can't get into those games if you want to win playoff games. Your your role on the team, Josh, to me remains a very interesting one. Getting to talk to you over the last you know season and a half and and seeing you play because 
you, you really can do a little bit of everything <laughs> you can, and, and you really can move, move up in the lineup if someone is needed. And, and you have to do that recently, uh, you know, when Yamo went down and, and it just strikes me that you just, you just continue to embrace that, that you just continue to embrace that I'm coming to work and I'm going to do whatever is needed. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, you know, that's a good way of looking at it. Uh, yeah, I come to the rink. I work hard every day. Um, you know, I just try to do what's asked me, whether it's, uh, you know, killing penalties. If I got to step up and play a top six role and, you know, get those pucks for those guys or um, score goals when needed. Uh, you know, I, I used to be a goal scorer back in the day and I had to change my game to uh, kind of break into the NHL and mold myself. So, you know, I think having that background and being able to score goals, but uh, embracing a new one and being uh, a defensive forward and a penalty killer is you know, just molded me into more of a complete player. And I think that's helped me throughout the uh, uh, the years here and being able to play up and down the lineup. Leon Dreisaitl was asked today about you and Yamamoto being, uh, you know, guys who aren't huge guys who play a big game because of your tenacity and willingness to engage. Do you, do you see a, a younger version of yourself in Yamamoto at all? I don't know if this is a, <laughs> I don't know if that's a fair way to put it, but you know what I'm getting at? No, I, I definitely see what you're saying. Uh, yeah, Yamo and I kind of laugh at each, uh, at each other. We we do have very similar games. Uh, you know, I, I think he's a little a, a little bit more skilled than I am in that department. Um, but yeah, you know, it's sometimes we'll have little competitions. You know, throughout the game just to kind of uh, make things fun or during practices and stuff like that. So I would say we definitely play very similar, and uh, we are both tenacious for. Uh, for our size and we, we don't really back down from anybody and i think that's uh why people like to compare us yeah okay and uh look you got the two leading scorers in the league but you lead the team in one category josh and that is empty net goals you've been able to hit them <laughs> uh it's been a couple guys uh short, but that's that's the one thing you seem to have down yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but uh, when I get my chances, I, I try to I try to make them. I've missed a few over the years, and uh, there, there could be more. But, uh, you know, I think just being able to put in those positions, uh, you know, if I'm out at the game with, at the end of the game with Connor or Drat or, you know, whoever I'm out there with. You know, we kind of talk about it before we go on the ice. Uh, you know, if it's this situation, this is what's going to happen. If this situation is going to happen, and, you know, we've ran into a few of them, and lucky enough, I've been on the end where I can shoot the puck, and I've been lucky enough to hit the net this year. So it's uh, it's not bad. And, you know, we laugh about it. They don't uh, ask how. They ask how many at the end of the year. So the more, the merrier. Yeah, well said. Well, Josh, we appreciate you checking in, and, uh, you know, good for you guys to ride it through this week, and I think everybody is is eager for the game tomorrow against Toronto. So have a good one. I hope we can talk again soon. I appreciate having me. Thank you. Right on. That is Josh Archibald checking in tonight. Good to talk to him. Pretty effective player for the Oilers. And as I talked about, they're not happy about that series against the Leafs from late February, early March. But I don't think they, I mean, obviously they bounced back from it, probably used it as a little bit of fuel. And now they head into a showdown with the Leafs tomorrow. And they'll also play them on Monday. You, of course, can reach out calling in 780-496-0063. You can follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. We're going to get a- another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at Bank of America dot com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Toronto perspective from Gort Stellick between 7 and 7.30. The Leafs actually haven't done very well overall since they had that sweep of the Oilers. Back after the break, Inside Sports on Chet. Goodness, this sounds like a Def Leppard song. I must research further. Hope you're having a great Friday evening. My goodness, finally a hockey game tomorrow. 3.30 for the face-off show. Game at 5 right here on 6.30, Chad. Oilers and Maple Leafs. One of the uh, things you probably remember, one of the moments you probably remember from that three-game series is after the Oilers lost for the third time and Leon Dreisaitl was asked about uh, the lack of production from the Oilers star players. And he gave the uh, kind of sarcastic reply. No, it's great. We love going three games without getting any points. Uh, Dave Tippett today was asked about how the Oilers uh, stars have responded to that disappointing series. I think the sense is they know what they're doing game in game out. We know what we're doing chances. They didn't capitalize. It was much more made out of the media than it was for them. Simple as that. You guys make way more out of it than than they do. They show up and play every day. Some days that uh, they get results, and some days it's not the results you want. So they're back at it. Just it's we got to get back and playing. We're more worried about getting ourselves back and playing from this week. All right, a little bit there from Dave Tippett, head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. It looks like Kyler Yamamoto is uh, going to be able to play tomorrow. He didn't play the last two games before the Oilers wound up with this week off. So if he comes back, he's likely going to be... Now, this is based on the lines that uh, were at practice today. Jack Michaels uh, tweeted out that his eyes and ears from Toronto's practice, dry settle McDavid on the same line once again with Jesse Pugliarvi, Nugent Hopkins centering Cahoon and Yamamoto. Haas was between Archibald and Cassian. Kara between Shore and Chase on the extra line. Turris, Neal, and uh, Ennis. So uh, perhaps Ennis gets bumped out with the Yamamoto return. The Oilers' power play, very good once again this season. We're starting to see more and more of Jesse Pugliarvi on it. Usually it comes in for the second half of the power play after Alex Chase on starts on it. Dave Tibbet was also asked about how he uses Pugliarvi on the power play. No, he's got more involved the last few games. You've seen that, like we had... We had Chase on and Neil kind of taking separate stuff, and Jesse stepped into that role with Neil or not in the lineup. So Jesse's getting some minutes. You know, yesterday we practiced a little bit. Jesse got some minutes on that top unit, so that'll continue to go that way. How are they different? Uh, actually, the the two right-handers are pretty similar, but you know the the one thing that net front guys do got to do is. He's got to he's got to hunt loose pucks. He's got to jump on loose pucks, and it can be taxing at times. So, um, you know, Connor and Leon and Nuge are they usually spend you know a minute and forty, minute and forty five out there, and they're on the flanks. But the net front guy, there's a lot of work being done down there. So that's why you tend to go with two guys there. Well, Pugliarvi's coming along in that department. I, I I still think Chase on, when it comes to the all-round abilities needed in that position, I think he's 
better at it. I think he's really good at screening the goaltender. I think he's good at one touching the puck to set up somebody else. I think he's kind of good in that spin move and taking the puck to the net. But I think Pugliarvi's coming along, and I think Pugliarvi obviously has better hands than Alex uh, Alex Chason. I, I know a lot of people want Pugliarvi there all the time, all the time. I don't have a problem with splitting it up, give the veteran the first look, put Pugliarvi in after that. But uh, the Oilers' power play, really exciting. And, of course, uh, Tyson Berry, a big part of that as well. So we're going to get you that game tomorrow. At long last, I still wonder if uh, – now, you know, we had Bill Daly on the show, and he said – Probably on the weekend, we get the Oilers' adjusted schedule. I still wonder if it's if they could stay out east for a game against uh, either Montreal or Ottawa on Tuesday or Wednesday. That would involve another rescheduled game between Montreal and Ottawa, but because the Oilers have been out east so long and only played two games on what's going to amount to a, a nine-game road trip if they try to give them an extra game to at least play three and then more things are tinkered with along there. But as Bill Daly said, we should find out over the weekend. All right, we got the news and weather coming up. We have Gord Stellick from Sportsnet 590, the fan in Toronto up next. He's always entertaining and informative. You can check in on the Certainty Hotline, 780-496-0063. Inside Sports on Chet, coming back in a few minutes. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.